1: Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Insanity. I am your host, John Bosch. Tonight, I bring on someone that I am sure that all of you are well aware of if you are into the fantasy football. He writes at DLF. He is a commissioner extraordinaire. He's an eater of a few foods uh <laughs> he's he's now becoming even a regular host on the bull rush podcast he's there almost all the time now it's great so and of course he commissions the league that he's come on to talk about today the scott fishbowl league so uh without further ado scott uh is there is there any other any other things you got your hands in that i missed there
0: <laughs> i'm sure i got my hands in plenty of things but we can start with those those sound good
1: righty. So, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I think it'll be an interesting discussion. So I start off everyone basically asking, you know, when did you start playing fantasy football?
0: Well, I I'm, I'm one of the old dogs. I'm like Jody. Jody uh, started one year before me. I started in 1992. My very first league was a dynasty league. And I still remember my first two picks. Uh, it was a touchdown only at that point, so I picked Steve Young number one first round. Got Emmett Smith in the second round, so that was that was pretty nice.
1: You started, <laughs> yeah, I can see why a... you would you would definitely probably not want to stray too far from the dynasty if you start out with those two and get to keep them for the peaks of their career.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's so it's this uh, this upcoming season will be my twenty fifth season playing uh, fantasy football. I've only been in, I've been in the industry about twelve years, something like that.
1: It, it is definitely something that once I, most people once they start if they like it they can't get enough of it from what I have seen so so you started out just right right in the dynasty as well that uh, that, that is Ryan told me the same thing and I'm just taken aback by that I can't imagine going straight into the dynasty it, it just seems like it's so much so much more uh, effort and work and thought yeah mm-hmm. um, Have uh, have you ever played redraft since then or did you know? Oh, yeah,
0: I played. Yeah, in fact, uh, just four years ago, I was in, uh, my wife's not here, uh, 35 different (laughs) leagues. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah, no, I I branch out into every possible type of leagues that I can. And I find that branching out into so many different kinds of leagues, it makes you want to like – create something that incorporates little bits and pieces of all the, <laughs> all the leagues. Um, but yeah, I play redraft, I play best ball, I play dynasty. I've narrowed my league count down to about six or seven that I actually set lineups in, but yeah, I, I do try just about everything.
1: Yeah. The, the best ball I think is definitely going to continue to take off with the, with the ease of in season running. Uh, my fantasy league has hit a home run with that. They, they oh, really, yeah. uh, they, they're they gonna they're gonna do real well with that having the best ball league. Where you get the fun of the draft and then you just kind of play it from there and you don't have to do yeah. anything so I, I really enjoy that as well <laughs> I think more people are gonna start getting more and more into that so um now you you commission several leagues do you uh play in leagues that you don't commission
0: wow um I used to, I don't. Yeah. I play in, I think I play in one that I don't commission at this point. It's, it's really weird commissioning. I, I I know, I'm sure you love it. You seem to love it. Uh, Ryan McDowell loves it. Lots of people love it. I'm a guy that loves it, but I'm, I'm always taken aback when I see on Twitter, someone say, I want to start this league, but I'm not going to commission. I don't get that at all. It makes no sense. I, I would prefer to be the commission of all my leagues. Um, (laughs) I, that's that's what that's one of the things I find most fun about playing dot, uh, fantasy football is is commissioning the league.
1: Yeah, it's if you if you love it, you're gonna love doing it, and if you don't, you are not the person cut out to be the commissioner. Not. it yeah. it, it takes work. You have to put in effort to it. So I mean, it, it really is. It's fun, and I, I I mix. I play somewhere I'm not the commissioner of, and I, I enjoy them. And and every single one of them, I think. Oh man, I hope everything's going right. But the ones I've planned, they have strong commissioners. I've not. That's good. I'm pretty sure if I got into a league that didn't have a strong commissioner, I it would not last long. Uh, I just I don't know. So uh, that that's a common trend I'm finding from everybody that if they are a commissioner of one, they prefer to be a commissioner of everything. If it, if you're going to yeah. create a league, how could you create a league and not and not be the one that wants to make sure it runs and goes the way you yeah, want it to go? Exactly. I mean, it's great to have ideas uh, in, you know, maybe you can compile those ideas with other people and get somebody that wants to give that time commitment to it, I guess. Uh, speaking of time commitment, um, <laughs> you, you, you play in that many leagues. I, I'm curious, how much time does that take out of your day?
0: Well, when, when I played in 35 leagues, like I said, I'm only in six or seven now that I set lineups, but when I played in 35 leagues, I, I don't know, um, your listeners may or may not know this, but I'm a web developer on the side. I'm a senior developer, web developer at uh, DLF. Um, I created a tool that allows me to set all of my leagues lineups on one page. It, it all 35 leagues in under five minutes. Um, However, waivers is another story going through each league to see if someone's on uh, available that, that got rough. So uh, I kind of, I kind of missed the boat on some waivers in some leagues back then, but it's, it's not too bad when it's only six or seven leagues. I, I feel like I spend, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes every other day or so.
1: Yeah. That's that's not terrible. I can't imagine. 35 weeks. You, you spent enough time to go ahead and develop a tool to allow yourself to spend less time. <laughs> yeah. with, uh, that, that's impressive in and of itself that, that you created yeah. that tool. Is,
0: is that a tool that you've made public to people? I, I, I have. I have. There's, okay. There's probably, I think last year, there were about 150 different people that used it. Wow. Wow. Um, to, to keep track of their leagues because even for best ball, ball and mfl 10s all you have to do is keep putting your league ids in there and if you log in you can see the standings of every league you're in on one page or the right. live scoring of every pa- league you're in on one page so if you want a quick easy way to just click and i want to see how i'm doing in all my leagues it's just it's all on one page just keep scrolling so people have enjoyed that um now that I'm down to six or seven leagues, I don't quite use it as much, but a lot of people do. Is it now? Does it pull from multiple sites
1: or just from what, MFL?
0: <clears throat> just from MFL. Okay. Uh, it, it it would be nice if it pulled from multiple sites. I probably could put in the time to do that, but I just uh, <laughs> I don't play anywhere else, so I haven't felt the need to do that. People, I've had no complaints about that either yet.
1: Let me let me know when you put that in. I would love to see a custom scoreboard where I can literally just have one screen and I can see all my scores on all these different sites, you know, all, all at once. You yeah. to have to switch tabs. So uh, oh. when you want to dedicate that amount of time to something that'll pay for nothing, you know, <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so so you started out straight in Dynasty. Um you moved a little further than I, I'm assuming that your original one was not a Devi League as you know no. you're kind of one of the people that started that so right how did you how did you transition what made you want to go from you know dynasty league to get De- and what is debbie league if you want to explain that
0: well uh, yeah i was probably playing dynasty for about seven years before uh, a friend of mine mentioned that hey i want these college players why can't we draft these college players in our rookie drafts um uh, his name's Corey Brender. I might as well put it out there in case he listens and he wants credit. Um, but he, uh, we if decided. He listens,
1: I have one yeah. more.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> one more listener. That's how I feel on the Bull Rush every week. I just, I just, uh, just want us to have a couple listeners, <laughs> a couple listeners more every week. Um, but developmental leagues are leagues where you draft college players. They stay in a farm system until they're in the pros and then they automatically move up to your big club. You don't have to, you don't have to wait till the NFL draft to, to draft them. You can draft them. Is there like I drafted Adrian Peterson when he was a senior in high school. Yeah. So um, yeah. So, so we found it to be a new, a new fun way for degenerates like us to, to, to do something unique.
1: Yeah, I, I approached that subject. Uh, I talked with Ryan about it on it. The, something my brother and I have kicked around in a different league. We just said, you know, we want to figure out a way to make us watch more college football because we'll watch a little bit, but we don't watch it like we watch the NFL. And that was before I knew what the Debbie, what a Debbie league was or what a Debbie player was. It's something I think I'm definitely going to address in the future to see if people want to, you know, squeeze this in a little bit, and even if it's just a couple of guys, just something to make it uh, a little bit more interesting. Well, I
0: think – I was going to say, I think, I think that league that I'm creating right now is a great way for people to tiptoe into it. Uh, for your listeners, I'm creating a league where you don't have to draft Debbie players if you don't want to. There's, there's a Debbie draft, but you don't, have to, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. You can save your auction dollars for the rookie draft. So if you just want to dip your toes in it, I think something like that is really nice where you don't force people to, to actually do the Debbie part. They, it's an optional – uh, kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah. I, I think it would have to be optional. The the only problem is I think if you don't take that option, I'm very curious, what does the rookie draft look like in a Debbie league where, you know, like you said, you took Adrian Peterson in his senior year of high school.
0: He sat there and just never moved. Yep. And just then- sat there. On one of my teams, he's still there. I mean, it's wow. it's been it's been what, ten plus years he's been sitting on my roster since that draft pick. Um it depends on how deep how many players deep the Debbie draft is, because every year you will get a guy like you will get guys like Kevin White or I, I hate to say this, but like Cordero Patterson or like um he was a thing, uh, people. He yeah, was. He yes. was a thing. <laughs> Or Cam Newton or guys that really bust out their final year of college. And uh, those guys tend to slip through the cracks and end up available in your rookie drafts. But uh, Ryan's leagues, you only draft, I believe, 36 Debbie players, which isn't, isn't a lot. Uh, my leagues, you draft, uh, I mean, every team has 20-plus on them. So at that point, yeah, the rookie drafts are kind of – Kinda crappy.
1: <laughs> At that point, you just kind of move it though to make it the the Debbie League. The Devi Draft becomes the kind of most exciting thing. Yeah, I'm guessing in that, yep. in that off season. So,
0: and the first round of the rookie draft for those guys that you know slip through the, the cracks. That w- that one on one becomes huge in rookie oh, drafts yeah. for for that reason. In, in your Devi leagues, how
1: many how many rookie rounds do you typically do then when you have a league I mean, is there a point a point to going past two rounds?
0: honestly not really but we do we do still go four rounds because our rosters carry uh 40 players in season and this is just qb running back wide receiver tight end just the four positions we carry 40 plus unlimited taxi for rookies unlimited taxi for debbies and three ir spots so most teams have 50 plus players of just the the four positions so we do take those late round shots. They generally get dropped. But yeah, uh, it, I I feel that way. The third, fourth round, it seems like there's no point. We're drafting guys that don't make teams. I assume that uh,
1: your your taxi squads are ones that you have to have drafted them, right? Like you can't just randomly pick. Correct. Up yep. Okay. So
0: okay. Yep, you have to have drafted them, and they yeah they they come off after they're no longer rookies. So, but it's it's one year for them to develop, you know.
1: Okay. So you, you started playing, you played your dynasty and then you've, you've gone to this next level of the, the Devi leagues, which they terrify me and sound intriguing at the same time. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I I'm, I'm sure I'm going to like them. I'm sure it's going to be another reason for me to just be more addicted, unfortunately, or fortunately. I think,
0: I think with the amount of information that's out there now, especially on sites like DLF, dynasty league football, um, you could, you could go by the rankings and do a little bit of research or read an article here or there and do relatively well in Debbie. Whereas uh, obviously when, when I started playing in like 99, there was nothing. <laughs> even, even in like 2007, there was virtually nothing. So nowadays it's probably a lot easier to dip your, to dip your toes and to, to give it a try than it used to be.
1: Yeah, how in the world did you find out, Adrian Peterson? Are were you were you subscribing to like the college recruiting uh, letters? I mean, literally, like how did you find out, Adrian Peterson?
0: No, there there were sites that uh, that talked about um, recruiting classes and stuff like that at that time. Uh, I, I think I think like Rivals and Scout came along in like two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere in there. So after they came came along, and they were an online site with. Uh, with scouting rankings and stuff, it was a lot easier. And now it's ridiculously easy. But uh yeah, it was uh it was mostly just watching college football and knowing what was going on in the college football landscape at that time. I'm just gonna listen to the Bull Rush podcast when
1: they talk Debbie players and just write <laughs> down every name and that's who I'm submitting. So nice. be, beware, I, I expect that episode to be very in-depth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So so once you've uh, you've played the Debbie League, then you, you you went a step you've gone even further than that. You created the Scott Fish Bowl, um, which is, <laughs> is a great name. I, I you know I'm a little scared to think what your what it would be named if your last name wasn't Fish. You know toilet right. dogs salad, God forbid. <laughs> you know I, I yeah I'm okay. curious what, what made you
0: want to go and create this humongous league. Well, there's, uh, the backstory is I didn't officially, I, well, I, I created what it is today, but, uh, I used to run a site called FF Oasis. And, um, one of my, one of my writers, uh, one of my editors wanted to create or created a league, a larger league, uh, that would be akin to your like 60 team leagues that are all over everywhere, um, and he did that, and he invited some other friends in the industry, and it was, you know, probably like thirty analysts, thirty fans, something like that. Um, it was set up uh, differently, but he did that, and we called it the FF Oasis Invitational. And uh, he uh, he left. Uh, he's a lawyer. He went to work on, you know, being a lawyer. And I took the I took up that league, and I. Ch- change it up to the way I wanted it, you know, I changed it into uh, the beast it is now. So uh, I don't, I'm a credit where credit is due guy. I did not, you know, I did not make that very first league that now morphed into this. Uh, But uh, once I took it over, I turned it into what it is now. So um, what it is now, maybe I should, I should probably go into that. It's uh,
1: that that was my next thing that I was, you know, I have my little notes saying, you know, the uh, <laughs> the basic setup of of this monster. It's it, for those that don't know, you're gonna be shocked at the amount of teams that you're about to hear that are in it. It's uh, like he said, a six a little sixty team league was nothing. So if you want to go in, uh, yeah, what what is the setup of the Scott Fish Bowl.
0: Okay, yeah, and, and here's the weird thing about the name. I I I generally just it feels arrogant to say Scott <laughs> Fish Bowl. I don't I don't know why just. Something about it, just uh, I, I have trouble with, so I generally call it SFB. Um, but uh, I, I've not noticed out. that that you call it that, that's why I definitely wanted to call it Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> nice. repeatedly.
1: try and make you feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice, <laughs> nice. I
1: don't know you; I probably shouldn't, but I figured you'd no. for that little bit of a dig. And, no, and that, knowing know. knowing yeah. that you hate <laughs> salad, so I, I I think that the Scott Salad Bowl would be even oh, more terrifying be great. and entertaining. Oh. But uh, no, it's it's a good name. You deserve the credit for it. So,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh yeah, it does make me a little what but I I can handle it. Um, I'll call it SFB for the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> so, the this league is uh 480 teams. It's uh 360 analysts and we we bring in 120 fans cuz we find that uh people really, really want to play with all these analysts. (laughs) So kind of, it it was, it was when I took it over, I built it to be like a community to get together. Like I want the big boys to, to play with the smaller sites or the people just trying to break into the business and to be able to communicate with each other and get to know each other. Maybe they'll see a, a small guy doing really good and they'll, you know, reach out to them. And some of that seems to have happened. Um, but it's 480 teams, 360 analysts. You you pretty much can name any site, um, and we have people playing from from football guys to scout to ESPN to NFL.com, Yahoo, four for four, DLF. I mean, you you name a site, and we have people playing. Pro Football Focus, we have people playing in this, and and not just some. I think RotoViz has 20 plus people. Uh, yeah a couple roto world's got four, five, six, seven people playing cbs has uh i think cbs only has one guy playing right now but uh yeah they're they're all uh jumping in and you get to play against some of the analysts that you read it's uh, it's quite a lot of fun yeah it's
1: it's definitely something that i think I'm guessing with 120 spots open to the, you know, the, uh, non-industry folks, I'm guessing it's extremely competitive to get into. I've pushed Mm -hmm. multiple times. I'm, I'm doing my best to try and work my way in there. You know, being as creative as possibly trying to catch the eye, (laughs) catch the eye of whoever chooses this, uh, these, these people to get into it. So, uh, that is that is actually my next question. Is that and I'm gonna get my I, sh- I don't have a pen. I should have gotten a pen. But uh, <laughs> notes <laughs> how to get in. Uh, notes um, how do you get in? How how do you go about applying to get in if if you're not an industry insider that's already been invited into
0: it? Well, the the first thing to do is sign up at Uh There's a nice little sign up form. Uh, you first sign up and then and then basically you just have to reply to me. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's quite it's quite. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird how, for example, this year we have, I believe it's about 1200 people fans signed up for 120 spots. So what one in 10 will get in, but oddly enough, I will send out the first email saying, Hey, do you still want in this league? I send that out end of April, early May. Hey, do you still want in this league? And for some reason, probably 30, 40% do not reply to that email. So immediately the field is just cut right down right there because I, I know it may have hit your spam folder, but uh, I can't do anything that about that. If you don't respond to me, I, I can't do anything about that. So keep checking your spam folder uh, about that time. But, if anybody's
1: uh, listening that is trying to get in, you can just let it go to spam. Just, just let, it, <laughs> let it go to spam. Hit delete, block, Scott. There's 1200 yeah. people, you know, just block him. You don't need, he doesn't need your reply. I'm sure he'll remember you. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. You should, you should definitely keep up for it. People don't read emails. I don't, I don't know why people just ignore them, but you know, that, that is a great way. And I'm sure you can, how do you continue to whittle
0: it down then? Uh, well, that, I send that first email and then about three weeks later, I send another email and once again, for some reason that it, 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 it's less of a cutoff, but another like 10% don't respond to that second email and you will get fans that'll say, you know, they got, Oh, I, I have a vacation that week or whatever. I, I got to make sure that they're going to be around because when these drafts go on, you have 480. I don't, if you're active on Twitter, you'll notice you have 400. We're the number one trending topic in a few States <laughs> during, nice. during, during the first day of SFB. Um, People get really antsy if you're not around to make your picks that first week, they get, some of them get downright angry. <laughs> so, so um I, I got to make sure that you're, you're going to be active. You're going to be there. Uh, so I do a second email and then, and then from that point on, I, I go on different things. I, I take a look at, um, uh, I take a look at like when you first signed up. Um, I take a look at your comments when you sign up. I t- there's there's just so many things uh, that I take a look at that gives you a little bit of weight. Uh, like if you've participated in my Toys for Tots drive, which I do every year, I, I know it shouldn't, but I let that play a little bit of a factor and I let people know that that plays a factor. And... Uh, Lost my train of thought. But, uh, and well, then you I should,
1: d- definitely should let that play a factor. That's, people are getting into something. They should, you know, there should be a little bit of a way to earn a little extra credit and get a little sway. Right. It. It's no guarantee. But <laughs> right, exactly. Improves the world. So why not?
0: yeah i i'm I'm very very passionate about the Toys for Tots thing so uh if you're the type of person that helps me out with the the things I run to try to get money for toys for tots then then it it does bump you up the list i It just does and then i then I, believe it or not, I run a lottery i It's a basic lottery after I've gone through my checklists to make sure you're an active owner um make sure you're replying to me and you seem interested. Uh, then it's just a lottery. It, it, that That's the worst part about it. The worst part about it is that it is a lottery at that point. And sending out that email, like I, <laughs> it's such a bad day for me because I send out this giant email to fans saying, Hey, here's your official invitation. Reply to me and you're in. And I also send out an email cause I, I think it's fair to do. Hey, I'm sorry. You're on the wait list. And, it it just it's gut-wrenching sending that second email on that morning oh
1: i i'm sure but hey at least at least you get back to him i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even expect to be heard you know and they just think oh he never even got my invitation you know the fact that you respond and say no you're not in right now that'll keep people interested still and they'll keep applying for the future it's something that's never going to go away and you assure that and that that's fantastic
0: I would like to think that it does have that effect. And, and I think part of it, I, honestly, I feel like that's communication is one of the biggest keys to being a good commish. And I feel like even if they're not in my league, I want to maintain that level of good communication.
1: Yeah. You always, you don't want to be known as a bad commissioner and you always want to set the example of the communication, the communication and the activity in fantasy football is vital for any league to be successful um, you actually have, you know, you test the activity level before somebody can even get in, which is, which is fantastic. And then uh, you have activity
0: rules in your league, correct? Yep. Yep. I do. Generally all my leagues have activity rules, but yeah, you have to log in at least one. I believe SFB is uh, once every 10 days. Cause I realize that sometimes people it's meant to be a minimal effort league. Cause a lot of us analysts have, stuff you know weekly articles we're writing you know uh so i try to make it as minimal effort as possible the rosters are big so that there's less waiver wire free agency you still have to set lineups but they do roll over week to week so you can just if you want to set your lineup a week advance and and be away from your away from the site for 8 9 days i'm okay with it at the 10 day marker i always email i email Anybody that goes over the 10 day marker and just say, hey, it's been 10 days, uh, you either want to log in and check it out or whatever, you know. So, but yeah, I have my other leagues have more stringent activity rules, but SFB, I'm a, I'm a little more uh, easy going on it because I, I know that it's uh, mi- supposed to be minimal effort and we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so, once
1: somebody does manage to weasel their way in somehow, um, you know, how, how do they go about what's the draft setup? You said it is a long running, but obviously it's uh, a long running with the intent of, Hey, make your pick. How, how does yeah, pick exactly.
0: You
1: know, how many rounds is it? What, what exactly do you draft? What's your lineup makeup in this league?
0: Okay. And, and this is what drew a, has drawn a lot of interest the last two years is uh, the, the way I've set up the, the, roster and the starting lineup construction and the scoring to kind of even out the playing field, uh, for different positions. And you'll see it in each individual draft. Uh, there's, there's this year, there's going to be 40 different 12 team drafts. So, um, you'll see each draft is just really, really different because of that, because, uh, tight ends are premium they get they get extra points for receptions and running backs get points per carry which boosts them and it's a super flex so quarterbacks are a little more valuable and wide receivers we all know are already really valuable so <laughs> they're pretty similarly scored to normal but i go with uh it's it's qb two running backs two wide receiver or three wide receivers uh one tight end and then i believe it's four flexes, but one can be a quarterback. So uh, yeah, four flexes, one can be a quarterback. So basically you can start up to seven wide receivers. You can start up to six running backs or five tight ends. You can, you can construct your roster however you want af- after, that initial, you know, seven players or six players. So, I mean, this is a, this is a minimal level effort
1: league. Like you said, it's not something where you're having to pour over. There's no reason to pour over the waiver wire. If there's, you know, this these rosters are going to be large rosters and you're starting a lot of players, you have lots of options. I'm, I'm very curious to follow. I wasn't around on Twitter last year when the draft would have been going on, but I, I'm looking forward to following it if I'm not participating just to see. I'm curious on how the draft goes for a league like this. Uh, you know, have you seen anybody go just completely off the wall crazy and do something you never would have
0: expected? Oh, yeah. I I don't pay enough attention to each individual drafter to really really notice it. Afterwards, you'll see articles or you'll see people tweeting about this guy took three quarterbacks in the first six rounds or this this uh, this person you know they didn't draft a tight end until the tenth round stuff like that. Uh, you, you'll see those later, but I don't notice it as it's going because. I'm, I hate to say this, but I am more worried about the activity level as it's going because every year and I, I cannot understand for the life of me, how this happens. Every year we have a couple people that bail. Um, And, and granted when, when you have 360 or last year or 480 teams this year, you're not going to get 480 perfect applicants for perfect owners. You're going to have a few that, that are going to be a little more flaky, but, I I do not understand how someone can go through the the process to getting into this league and then just be like, eh, whatever. I'm gonna let my my clock expire, <laughs> you know. That uh, that is crazy. What do you what do you set the clock at? Uh, I have the clock set at eight hours, and I shut it off in the middle of the night for six hours. I, I believe it's six or seven hours, uh, yeah. so that so that you know people don't get killed overnight.
1: I can't imagine if. I can't imagine if your pick is on the clock for more than an hour. I'm guessing that you, when you check your timeline, you are just being lit up, saying, "Hey, it's your pick! It's
0: your pick! It's your pick! It's your pick! It's got to be a monster!" It it is, and I, it's probably one of my least th- favorite things about the draft is that is is people uh, hounding other people. It's one thing if the person has gone onto the league site, you've seen them on the league site, and they didn't pick, or or you see them tweeting. And they, they're not making their pick. But if it's a person who's got – I mean, this thing starts at 10 a.m. on uh, July 11th. Uh, there are people who are at work, right? There, I mean, people have jobs. People have lives. I, I I have no problem with someone taking their eight hours. But I, I do have a little bit of a problem with them taking their eight hours Uh, you know, more than a few times, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Repeatedly. And I do have a problem if uh, they are, you know, clearly around and not picking, but uh, I have no problem. If you need eight hours, that's what it's there for. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're going to a movie and then you have to pick up with your wife or something, then you go pick up your kid from daycare and you're making dinner and stuff and you can't get your pick in for five, six. I get that. We all have lives, but uh, it's the other one that, that bothers, bothers me. It's, the, it's the fact that people don't take that into consideration and they just hammer someone's timeline with get in there and pick like, like the, just assuming people should be picking immediately.
1: Yeah. I, I will say I did one of my first dynasty startups just recently. And I, I, I have a job where I was talking to a patient for an extended period of time and I was on the clock and all of a sudden I started getting, uh, you know, means <laughs> and gifs and Uh, you know, it was entertaining. I, I, I think they were hopefully good natured. I I don't know. Maybe they were just being really mean, but I, I took it as good natured ribbing and, uh, they were entertaining at least when I got back there, (laughs) being being able to be outside the real world and into the fantasy world, it, it made for some entertainment. So, um, so once the draft has taken place, you know, you do have your activity rules. the uh, waiver wires probably aren't very there's probably not much waiver activity and you actually have no trading, I noticed in nope. this league.
0: Mm-mm. So yeah, it's it's part of the minimal effort thing. Um and also we, if there was trading, I would have to keep because we have so many prizes donated from so many sponsors and we used to have uh, cash prizes we we didn 't last year i don 't know if we 'll bring it back this year, but we have tons of other prizes from so many places that I worry that there might end up being some kind of collusion here or there um, a, a lot of the big a lot of the big places that run run uh you know championship type stuff they don 't allow trading either uh, some do some don 't but uh I decided in the spirit of minimal effort uh, because there 's so many analysts. Let's, let's just nix trading. Let's just let's just take it off the table. Uh, waivers, generally people, y- you'll see a lot, they will drop their entire $100 like week one because the waivers are so thin. I, I probably – I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but it's 22-player uh, rosters, and you don't have defense or kickers. So um, that means – what 240 players are rostered per division uh that that takes quite a bite out of those four positions
1: yeah yeah you're definitely not going to find uh, care, uh i'm thinking back to last year i'm wondering if like thomas rawls was even available the week that everybody wanted thomas rawls you know
0: uh, yeah i'm guessing,
1: I'm guessing I if he remember, was somebody but... the whole budget <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I know people blew their budgets for James Jones and Dion Lewis after Week One. You'd see, you'd see those guys go for a hundred routinely in the in the SFB leagues on Week One last year.
1: Yeah, you pretty much have to. You're not going to find. You're not going to find anything else better. So you might as well go for that one player that maybe right. will make a little bit of a difference. So yeah. Um. So you've also <laughs> there with this being a humongous league, there has to be a way to win it. So the playoffs become <laughs> the playoffs become very unique. I'm assuming that that was not an easy challenge to figure out. Uh, how did you? How did he shaking his head? No, no, no. So how did you come about your playoff
0: format? You know the playoffs have changed every year until the last two, and I think I finally finally got it narrowed down to a way I like it and I, a way I feel is. Somewhat fair, but I did tweak – I made the tiniest tweak last year, and I might tweak it a little more this year. Um, Basically, each conference has 60 players, uh, 60 teams. It's five divisions of uh, 12-man leagues per conference. And what I've decided to do is put put 30 of the 60, so like six players in a 12-team league, so 30 of the 60 in a conference into the playoffs – and each week, uh, half the field gets cut. Um, instead of having a bunch of head-to-head matchups, uh, I wanted to take that 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 bad week luck out of it. Like if a top team has a bad week, but they're still in the top half, they, they'll move on. You know, whereas in a head-to-head, they'll, they'll probably lose and be out. So I I move the I advance the top half or so every week up until the final, and then the final is uh, ten teams.
1: Okay, and then it's just the, the obviously in the final the the team the teams that scores the most of that ten teams wins it all then right?
0: Yep, yep. And I, I do have another wrinkle in in week thirteen, the very first week, the wild card round. Uh, I carry over your season average for points. Yet another way to try to eliminate those bad beats. Um, so they, they get their season average plus whatever they score in week 13. And then, yeah, of course the top half advance.
1: That is a nice way to reward a little bit of consistency throughout the regular season as well. I, I do like that. That's, that's very nice. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when people have won this, it obviously you're not winning like, you know, some huge jackpot, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing winning, winning this, this kind of a thing, you know, what kind of a reaction does it usually get? Um,
0: <laughs> uh, elation, maybe. Uh, I I have talked to the people who have won afterwards, obviously, and they're they're completely stoked, and and I, I think they really enjoy getting the congratulations from you know a bunch of different people on Twitter about it. Um, I'd say that. You know, even a couple of years ago, but I think it's still i it definitely does still hold true. A lot of people look at this as bragging rights more than mm-hmm. more than any prize that can be offered. We have some great prizes we have a three hundred dollar scout league you know where it's a it's a free entry entry into the you know uh fantasy football world championships basically, and we have uh lifetime subscriptions to dynasty league football and football guys we have Three-year subscriptions to football guys, one-year subscriptions to tons of sites. We have so many things that we give away. Uh, thankful to those amazing sponsors, sponsoring sites. But uh, I would, I would say it's, it's mostly about bragging rights. And those, those people that win, whew, man, they, they still talk about it for years. In fact, several of them still have it in their Twitter bio that they won SFB. Oh yeah, as uh, well. It should be. It should be the very first line, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I the in one of the first years of SFB, I won I led the league wire to wire. It was it was very annoying and in the final week, um I'm sure you know Mike Clay of ESPN, right? Yep. Yep, yep, he beat me out in the final week. <laughs> and I I will never I don't think I'll ever get over that. Just be, I think it's mostly because I led the entire league from wire to wire and then lost it to him. But if I'm going to lose to someone, it might as well be Mike Clay. <laughs>
1: The the irritation that that is on Scott's face right now is is priceless. Uh, just the fact that this still eats at him. Th- this is fantasy football. That's 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 what it does to you. He, instantly, that memory. <laughs> I could see that memory hit him, and his face just went to just. Oh, it's still it's still
0: it still eats at him. So it does so <laughs> so now. That, now that it's this big, you know, and and you know now that it's this big my chances of winning this thing are just almost nothing now I'd like to say they're one one in 480 but (laughs) I don't know I think we can give you a
1: little bit better of a chance let's go one in four there's got to be somebody else you said there's some inactive owners that that you have to get rid of so you know (laughs) maybe one in 470 or so you know (laughs) there we go
0: I'm on my way (laughs)
1: <laughs> so so what do you do with those inactive owners throughout the season if somebody you know you said you email them uh you know after the 10-day mark it, it some people might have to drop out for a valid reason you know they moved they got a job change, you know something drastic happened they just have to move on what do you do at that point
0: honestly i've only had one person drop out uh give me a reason and drop out the rest i've had to kick and i've uh I don't know that I would do this in my home league, but I kick out at least five people a year Um, because that first week, uh, that first week uh, I will email you after what, 10, 10 days, after 14 days, I'll pop another email at you. I'll be like, you still haven't logged in. You still haven't set your lineup. And if I have to set your lineup two weekends, two weeks in a row, Cause I don't, I don't want that team to get a zero if I'm going to replace it. And I don't want an unfair competitive advantage in the league. So if I have to set your lineup in two weeks in a row, I don't care what your excuse is. You're gone. I, I, I have, I have, I have quite literally hundreds this year, maybe over a thousand people that want to get in. No, this year, definitely. We're definitely over a thousand people that are not going to get in. And you're just, you're not going to set your lineup for two weeks. I, I, I don't know. It just feels a little disrespectful to those people that couldn't make it and are just clawing to get in.
1: Yeah, it's completely disrespectful. And uh, you, you are extremely patient in giving them even two weeks. I, honest, honestly, I think it, running something like this, like with people you don't personally know, one week, I mean, if they're just not going to act, if they're not going to participate, I, I can't imagine you – I can't believe that you go to the level of you personally setting the lineup for them – that's just, that's irritating to me as somebody that's not even doing it. I can't believe that anybody puts you in that position to do it. That's just, they shouldn't expect them to be in the league any longer.
0: Yeah. It, it happens way more frequently than I'd like to admit the, the problem is, you know, having been in the fantasy industry for, you know, 12, 13 years, um, I'd say 80% of the the writers that are in this league. I know pers- I do know personally. So, oh, that's true. Uh, that that's what makes it even tougher to try to kick out kick out one of them. Um, but I w- I will say this: um, usually, the people that uh, do get that inactive are the really small blog guys or fans. It's rarely the you know the Rotoviz guy. You know, uh, so yeah. so it is a little bit easier easier on me to get rid of someone that I barely know. You're right
1: somebody that's making their livelihood on this or at least you know is into it enough that they're a name that's known they're they don't want to be known as somebody that would be kicked out of the scott (laughs) fishbowl that's a a black mark on them i I can't imagine that would go over well for them so
0: you know i got i gotta tell you a story about a guy last year that i kicked out No purchase necessary void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.